Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 132. It is November 15th, Tuesday, almost at Wednesday. I'm all out of sorts, you guys. I'm going to be gone on vacation part of the week next week and then some of the week the week after and so i'm planning and i'm crazy it's crazy i got i'm flipping tables i'm i'm flipping over everything i've got things everywhere i'm making it sound way more dramatic than it is but that's how it feels in my brain so yes it is tuesday november 15th this is episode 132 of elijah fire uh we're going to be bringing krista on in just a second everybody loves krista we all love krista she's great And she's a good friend. Um, And then also we are, uh, when you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate, it makes sure that this stays free, makes sure that it stays five days a week. And then also allows us to do other cool stuff and develop the show more. But one of the other ways is Steve has been taking this money, both from Elijah Fire and Elijah Streams and funneling it into, we've partnered with Show Mercy International and we're digging freshwater wells over in Uganda, also stateside as well. Um, and um, it, it's completely transforming people's lives. Uh, so just know that whenever you donate, even if it's a small amount, some of that money is going to go to these wells. So that you are you are partnering with us in this. But I always show the ones uh, from Uganda, but there's one that we have. Uh, there was a water crisis in uh, Mississippi. And so I want to play that because it's really cool what we've been doing even stateside. So here we go. There's been a water crisis here in this city. This city has been on a water boil notice. Not six months straight, but it's come and it's gone. would be great uh, for people to come by to receive clean, purified water. And we want to thank everyone uh, for being here and uh, donating this this, uh, equipment to us to be used to give water to, to the people here in Jackson. Amazing. I love this stuff. So... Uh, not only are we helping people overseas in Uganda and completely transforming that community, uh, one of these days I'll show a map of just how many water wells have been drilled and in these communities. It's amazing. But also we're doing stuff stateside and we're, like I said, I've said before, we're going to be doing some stuff with First Nations people as well. Amazing, guys. Amazing. So any any money you guys are able to give, um, any donations to help us out. Also, that we just take some of it just by default, and it goes towards that. So uh, it's just amazing. Uh, Steve is so generous, um, and uh, yeah, man, some cool stuff is going to be happening next year. So can't wait to talk more about that. All right, um, something I can talk about is my guest today. She's amazing. She's she's the she's the bee's knees. She's a prophet to the nations. She's an author. She's the founder of Arise Kingdom Ministries and Speak Life. Let's give it up for my guest and 
friend, Krista Alexia. Krista, Krista, Krista. <laughs> hey. Hey. Wow. Uh, it's so funny because we're on here and we both have like, I have the girly colors and you have the masculine colors. Yeah. So I love the way our backgrounds mm-hmm. always coincide they, well. They do. And it always looks so cool because <laughs> we're all about the neon and the, you yes. know, all that cool stuff. Because so. we're called to be lights in the darkness. Amen. Yes, yes absolutely. Okay, Krista, um, we're going to just talk and we're going to, you're going to revelate and we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff today. So. Yeah. What's on your heart to share? We were talking behind uh, or backstage and you had mentioned that yeah, God had given you some other stuff to share as well. So this is like a hot take. Yeah, it from is. the Holy Spirit. It so. is. Um, so first of all, I just want to uh, say hey to my Elisha's Mantle mentees that might be in the comments here. Guys, do me a favor. If you see anybody comment on this and they're in need of prayer, you guys have my permission to respond to their comment and start praying for them. All right. Um, This class that I have is I don't I can't even really call them a class. They're more like they're they're my tribe. They're my family. And um, we have been hitting on some really intense topics, haven't we? They call Mm -hmm. me mama. Oh, I just love them. Makes me emotional. <laughs> I know I got my little fierce mama cup, you know, fierce I'm like, mama. yes. And um, they're just all so amazing. So anointed, so passionate on fire for the Lord. And we've just been digging into some inner healing and deliverance and specifically with the focus of, you know, dealing with the issues of our own soul and our own heart. Um, Because I think that, you know, a lot of times we will hyper fixate on the demonic, right? Um, I was just telling him in our class earlier today that it's, um, it's easier for us to blame cycles of dysfunction on the demonic than it is for us to actually take responsibility for our own healing. Um, and so we've got this church culture where everybody's running around looking for somebody who has authority to cast out a demon. And really what the person needs is some soul healing. They need some Mm -hmm. wound healing and demons exacerbate those wounds. Um, and you know, just cause us torment and stuff through that. Um, cause they know where they can pick at us Mm -hmm. essentially. And so we were talking about that today and, um, so I'm just so proud of them. So I want to make sure that they're on here and that they're praying for people. So y'all, uh, Elijah fire regulars, um, Elijah fire family. I got, I brought my family to the party and they're, <laughs> they're your ministry team. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so there we um, go. Love it. Yeah. So part of what I was going to share about today, I know we had talked about um, you know, Noah, the, the word that I released for the Hebrew month, Heshvan, which we're currently in. This is the the month where, um, you know, the flood started, where Noah entered the ark. I think it's in, um, it's five days from now will be the day that Noah exited the ark after the waters receded. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and this is a particularly special month for me because on, um, 
November 26th. This is the, that's the day that I got off of drugs that God delivered me from addiction Come on. and started my journey. It is your birth day. You're born again day, or maybe not your born again day, but. Well, my born again day is February 6th. Um, That's amazing that people know when they got saved. I know the, the time I the like the time of year, but I, I couldn't tell you, I know it was in the spring, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, I know just because of some significant life events that happened. Um, but because otherwise I'm like, I'm not great at dates. I'm trying to be better at dates. I bless my mind to remember dates, um, especially other people's birth dates, but, um, when's my birthday? (gasps) It's really easy. Is it Valentine's Day? No, it's it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen this year. Is it Christmas? Mm, Is close. it New Year's? New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Last okay. day of the year. Well, you that... disappointed me. <laughs> and I've, I'm hurt deeply. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I have your number. Sense. I have your birthday in my phone, Krista. Don't ask me to tell you your I'm birthday. I'm not going it's to. in my phone. Okay. Well. I was going to say my birthday, I actually like, so the first day that I was officially off drugs was my birthday, which was October 6th and awesome. 2012. But then it took, I, I ended up relapsing and realized like, oh, wow. So like the problem is not, not the drug. I mean, I'm the problem. Like I, I'm the problem. And that was when I was willing to do whatever it took to change the way that I lived. And that was when I started stepping out in faith um, to build my relationship with God. And like the program that I was going to suggested, and he started showing up. And then um, it was the tragedy of my my brother passing away in February, Mm -hmm. that actually, that was when I had the open vision. And, you know, the Lord showed me that, uh, the same demons that had tricked him into taking his life were the ones that were assigned to try to destroy mine. And I knew that the only way that I could receive freedom and victory was to surrender my life entirely to Jesus. And mm-hmm. I did. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> so yeah. here we are. So this is a really special month for me and um, a month to just be really thankful. And it, it, it tends to be um, that it's also the month where God specifically speaks to me more about resting in his love and trusting him Mm. with a complete surrender. Mm. Um, And, you know, I think that that is, it's something that uh, a lot of Christians have. um, I don't think that, how do I say this? Lord Jesus, give me grace. Just not many, it. not many Christians understand the concept of full surrender. Okay. Um, so I meet, I meet believers all the time. I'll be ministering to people and you see them still struggling, feeling like they, there's something that they have to do mm, okay. in order for God to answer their prayers or wow. to give them breakthrough. Um, not realizing that Jesus already did everything that was required. And all we have to do is surrender our will and our life to God's 
prescription for our will and our life. And that's when we will see that breakthrough manifest in our Mm. life. So it's not about us like, you know, like fasting, for example, like if God calls me to fast, I'm not fasting to go on a hunger strike to twist God's arm into doing something that he already wants to do for me. Mm -hmm. I'm fasting because I'm denying my flesh so I can feed my spirit and receive um, a greater level of intimacy with the Lord where he can then speak to me without my flesh interfering so that I know what the next steps are in my life or to mm-hmm. receive um, you know, the breakthrough in my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions to step into what God is already destined for me. Yeah. Um, and it's all about trust, faith and trust are synonymous. And, and instead of trying to fix and manage and control things, um, you know, or to produce results, supernatural results without God's help is actually like, that's witchcraft. Um, Mm. that witchcraft is trying to produce supernatural results within our own strength. Interesting. And so when we have not um, come into revelation of like what exactly the blood of Jesus has done for us, and we're still trying to produce our own righteousness, we're still trying to uh, live our lives to make God happy because we're afraid of punishment, then we're not operating in grace. We're operating in works. And there's no way to please God except for by faith. Hmm. Right. Yep. So, yeah. So this is a season and I just, you know, was feeling that, that, you know, we need to, when, when you realize what he's done and you, you can trust him. I mean, he, he gave his own son for us. And he says that there's he won't withhold any good thing from us. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is just a great time of year to lean back into the father's arms, you know, and ask him to increase your faith and reveal in a greater measure his love for you because faith works by love. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to the credit of what you're saying, uh, you basically quoted Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, uh, for those who are like un, unaware of it, um, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. But anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a, that's like a promised guarantee. Um, God even says, I can't remember. I th- I, it's in the old Testament. He says somewhere, um, you will seek me when you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That's my um, life verse. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Jeremiah 29, 11 is, um, and I know the plans that I have for you says the Lord plans for hope and for a future and to prosper you in your final outcome. Mm-hmm. And in those days, when you seek me with your whole heart, I will yeah, be found go. by you says the Lord. Yeah. So that's verse 12. 
Yeah, so there you go. Uh, she says Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen is what Illumination says. Oh, 13. Well, but, thank you. Know, I stand corrected. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's it's around that area. Uh, but yeah, so I that that's a guarantee. So to to the credit of everything you've been saying up to this point, which is there's nothing more you need to do. It's I mean, hey, when you seek me with all of your, you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about, which is even just that surrender. And it's interesting because like one of my life verses is Psalm 37, four, which is delight yourself in the Lord. and He will give you the desires of your heart, but it's not this whole, like seek God and he'll give you what you want thing. The more you see, here's the secret guys, which is not a secret. The more you seek God, the more you realize he is the desire of your heart. Like that's it. And um, and then everything else is an added bonus. God's like, you want, you want a free trip to so and such and such place? And you're like, what? That's crazy. You want this thing? Great. That's crazy. But I, again, those things just like in comparison to God, they don't matter. That they're, they're just not as important, you know? No, um, it's like when your husband shows up with, well, you wouldn't understand because you know you don't have a husband, Jeff. But I don't. No, uh, but. You know, it's like when my when my honey shows up and he's got flowers or, you know, he takes me on a surprise date. It's uh -huh. like he's the gift. Right. My husband is the gift. He blesses my life. Um, and when he's moved by his love for me to bring me something on top of that, you know what I mean? It's because he's moved by because I delight his heart. Mm -hmm. And then it's just an added bonus, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and that's what God does, but he does it on like an exponential level. Yeah. Um, and that's certainly been my story. I mean, like nothing that I am walking in today was ever anything that I specifically asked the Lord for. Hmm. Um, and that kind of challenges a lot of, of people's theology um because you know the bible does say that we're to pray and we're to petition you know um god for things but when when i am praying the majority of my prayer life is not petitioning it's it's devotion hmm. um so it's worship it's devotion it's um and then even when it's uh <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly that. And then I'll just say, God, whatever, you know what I need. I, I don't even know how to ask you what I need. Um, and then if there's people that I, you know, want to pray for, um, even then, I don't know what the best thing to pray is. So I'll just pray in the spirit or mm -hmm. I'll ask God to show me what he wants me to say or speak to me what he wants me to say. And then he'll give me certain things that I can like decree over them. Mm -hmm. Um but I seek the Lord's heart for things. And I mean, honestly, when you, when you tap into the devotional aspect of prayer, um, the petitioning part is not fun anymore. Um, that's the difference between like me enjoying a romantic evening with my husband, husband, right? Okay. Um, versus me taking a honeydew list to my husband and saying, Hey, uh, all this stuff is jacked up. I really need you to do something about it. Yeah. And it's in the devotion. Okay. <laughs> does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. 
And so like, it's in the devotion that he already knows the longings of my heart. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And it's like, he just will blow my mind. I mean, and that's how even like with me getting on Elijah list, we're on the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. I had no connections to Elijah list. I'm doing my little thing here in Ohio in love with Jesus and grew up honoring, you know, Steve and loved Elijah list because it, it taught me how to experience the voice of God and confirmed things that the Lord was telling me. And it was like, God knew that I would be tickled to just get to talk to Steve face to face, you know, just to say, thank you for your yes to Jesus. Like I wouldn't be where I am today if you didn't say yes all those years Mm -hmm. ago, you know? And, um, then he, did this. And then, you know, I fell in love with you and your wife mm-hmm. in a brotherly, sisterly way. Just want to yes. make that clear. Straight up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when you, when you have family, you want to be with your family. Yeah. And I, in my heart, I'm like, oh, I just, I would love to just be able to give them a hug, you know, like you just, and wanna... we did. And we did. Yeah. And, you know, so, but that wasn't something that I planned either. It's just those things that God brings. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and look, the, yeah. And look, the reality is this half the time, I don't know what I want. Like like that, if it's a fleshly desire, it's so fleeting. It's it, because 10 years ago, the things that I liked, I don't like now. And then 10 years before that same thing, you know, so it's like those types of things can change. And so it's like, Often what I find with God is he reveals things we didn't even know we wanted. Yes. And it was like, that's the thing that I wanted. And I would have never, if it was just up to me, I would have never guessed that. I would have never drawn that conclusion. But God knows us better than we know ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, I that, that's been like one of the coolest things about following the Lord has been him revealing things that I didn't even realize that I wanted. Um, a good example would be I um, I had uh, tried to date this uh, tried to date this girl and, and this is years ago before Lauren obviously uh, um, and I had I kind of created this list of criteria of what I wanted someone to be and have and and, and I was like they need to like this and they need to like this and because it's important for us to like have similar interests, which, okay, look, there's an argument that can be made for having similar interests to your, your spouse, someone <laughs> you're going to spend the rest of your life with. But, but I kept, and then I was like frustrated and I felt dishonored and disrespected because they were teasing me and making, you know, like what, I don't know. I'm kind of really trying to condense down this whole thing. Anyways, um, I was praying to God and I was like, oh man, I just want somebody who likes this and this and blah, blah, blah. And God uh, very clearly was like, you your desire is that you want to be understood that's your desire is that you want someone to understand you and i think that's really important in a relationship is feeling understood 
And I realized that obviously through the help of the Holy Spirit. Um, but again, looking at that, where I had con continued looked at all these material things as the as the answer, if I can facilitate all these material things because they have the same interest in me, then I know that we have the same interests and that we're on a level playing field. And God really reduced that down. He was like, you want to be understood. And I was like, yeah. yes, yes, that, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. That. That is so good, actually. Yeah. You know, and we don't even realize, and that's actually something I was talking about with my mentoring group today is um, about how roots of rejection and things can actually manifest in these crazy ways in other relationships. And mm. we don't even realize it because it's oh. like a subconscious thing that we uh -huh. carry. And so um, that was so good. And we do like everybody wants to be understood. Everybody wants a place where they're safe and where people are going to believe the best about them, even if they're not participating in the best of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, because at the core of, of who we are, you know, we're created in God's image, right? And God is good. And we all know like the, the shameful things, right? Or the things that we don't admire or like about ourselves. And it's so important for, you know, a lot of times those things can are just lies that the enemy has, you know, caused us to come into agreement with. And I really feel like, and this was one of the things we were talking about backstage. Well, I didn't get to share a whole lot of it, but I, I really feel that um, this is the season where God is putting the lonely in families. Interesting. Um, and uh, he is a couple of phrases that he has been speaking to me about. And I haven't even like really wrote these down yet, um, but that he is calling apostolic tribes okay. um, to the forefront in this hour and that he is establishing companies or coalitions um, that are going to facilitate mega moves of God. Um, but it all is around this one thing, which is family. Um, the God gave me a word last year around this time, um, which was that national or a national reunion um, or family union would lead to national revival. Mm. And I feel that, you know, oftentimes when a prophetic word is released, we, there's a preparation process through that. And even now I'm like, I'm looking at the preparation process that I went through last year <laughs> and when God released that word and I'm like, Whoa, this last year I've learned how to be a mom. And it's crazy because I have a 19 year old daughter and I have a 12 year old son. And one of the things that was so attacked about my identity was my motherhood, because that was what I was all cre always created to be was to be a mom. And that's one of the highest callings um, to be a parent, um, because that's who God is to us. Like I, yeah. I firmly believe that our, our highest calling, I know that there's the fivefold ministry offices and gifts and things like that. And those are not to be undermined, but 
the greatest thing that we can ever be known by is to be known as a child of God mm. and then to be known as a parent that properly reflects and represents Father God to our children. And um, the thing that is happening in our nation right now, it is an absolute attack on the family because God is a family. He's mm. three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then, so there's the three and then there's me or us mm -hmm. and we're the bride. And, um, it's, God is not a sexual being. Um, everything in the created order is a prophetic picture, a type and shadow of a spiritual reality. And, um, the church has gone so long without speaking about, um, about family. I mean, like, okay, so we talk about family. Well, how do you make a family? You have sex. Yeah. Inter sexual intercourse. Yeah. There you go. It's a thing. I mean, like, yeah. and that's the only way. That's the only way it happens. I mean, yep. unless you adopt, you know, but I mean, like the way that. But in terms of like creating life like that, it's yes. Right. And it's interesting when you look in, in Genesis, and this is what I was going over with the EMMers, um, is that our identity is directly, directly corresponds with our sexuality. Because when God created man and woman in his own image, it says this in uh, 1 verse 26 in Genesis, um, he then in verse 28, he blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply and govern the earth, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So he placed them in a garden called Eden, which means pleasure. And then he essentially said, hey, pleasure each other. Mm -hmm. in intercourse in sexual intercourse and yeah. have lots of babies be a Be babies have the babies and then your babies teach them how to be like me because you see me and you're made in my image mm. and then govern and in other words i have this kingdom and i've established you to make this world look like that kingdom you know, and so it's uh who I feel the anointing on that. Um, mm -hmm. and th that's the thing. And the greatest gift that God ever gives is always going to be people that bear his image. So it's always going to be people. A person mm -hmm. is always the greatest gift that God can ever get give. It's not, it's not money. It's not, uh, influence. It's not, you know, fancy car, nice house. It's always going to be a person. And I think that God in, in this season, um, and, and I think that what we're stepping into is, is the literally the infancy of a massive, um, renewal and revival of, of what family is, what kingdom family is supposed to look like. And God is is bringing together the um, the individuals that are being called to specific kingdom family tribes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it directly directly corresponds with the different moves that God is releasing in this generation to bring in the billion soul harvest. 
Um, Bob Jones gave a word years ago about um, a billion soul harvest and it would mm -hmm. be a youth revival. And then connected to that was also going to be a massive revival in the LGBTQ community. And in order for that to happen, we've got to get back to this place where we understand God's plans for family and we understand who we are in relationship to um, our sexual identity. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, and the reason why there's been such a, um, a twisting of what that is, is because Lucifer hates. Okay, so little Lucy, or the maggot with the megaphone, as I like to call him, <laughs> He is not capable of creating life. Right. He's not capable. And he, but he, he wants to be just like God. Right. So God made us in his image. And one of the, the things that makes us the most like God is our ability in covenantal unity through marriage with one man and one woman to be able to create create another little god being right <laughs> a little image bearer of mm -hmm. god right satan hates that and so if you look at at all the stuff that is is happening um in culture wars right now a lot of it is directly connected to reproductive issues um, and and sexual identity issues. Which is a very surface level form of identity because our identity is much deeper than that. But it essentially closes it off from that depth of the identity and who we are in God and then resor re um, um, resorting to physical things as our identity and like our you know, who we're attracted to, who we sleep with, like all those things suddenly become our identity, right? That's what kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. And we don't really realize because that was our commissioning. That was what God spoke over us, man and woman. He said, mm -hmm. and this is your job, be fruitful and multiply and govern the earth. Mm -hmm. And, um, <sighs> When, because sexuality is so interconnected with our beliefs about who we are, whenever there is a lie, then we begin to believe lies about ourselves. So like sexual abuse, for example, when, when a person is sexually abused, because that is like the most intimate part of a person mm -hmm. is their sexuality it causes so much damage to that soul because we were commissioned to reproduce. And when sexuality is um, practiced outside the bounds of the, the order of, or, or how God ordered it, it causes confusion. Mm -hmm. It causes brokenness. It causes distortion of, um, our identities and of our value and our self-worth, it causes us to um, diminish the value and the sanctity of life. Um, there are so many things that are connected to it that because the church is not taught about it, 
And because quite frankly, this spirit of shame um, has, has kept it veiled. And so we have, what is it? It's like, um, I think the last time I looked at the statistics, it was something like 96% of men in the church um, admitted that they uh, were addicted to pornography. Mm. Um, 96%. And that's That's pastors. Right. And then you are like, well, why would, why would they be compelled to look at pornography? Well, any addiction that anybody has, whether it's with drugs or porn or sex or whatever, it is, um, pain seeks pleasure. Mm -hmm. So you begin to look for things outside of you to change or to meet a need that you have that your soul has, or your physical body has, and because it's not being met somewhere else. Right. And so this topic and the shame and the dysfunction in um, understanding godly reproduction and sexuality and identity is destroying marriages. Yeah. It's, um, you know, because women from abuse, a lot of times they become hyposexual. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know how to engage with their husbands once they're saved. That's what happened to me and David. Um, and God had to take me through a journey of healing that um, yeah. because of all the sexual abuse that I went through. And it was, sex was given as a gift to, to us to be able to open up our hearts to one another. Um, and so, and it, and it can only be done within the safety of a relationship where you can be open and vulnerable and have no barriers and know that that person is going to be with you for the long haul, like Jesus is right. And it's the, the Paul called it a mysterion or a mystic, uh, secret, um, a mystery that the two shall become one. And that's really, it's a prophetic picture of Christ, his spirit coming to live inside of us. And that's why a man leaves his wife and, or leaves his family and clings to his wife and they become one flesh. And now science has actually proven that um, when two people are physically intimate with each other, they take on each other's DNA. Yeah. That's you crazy. Know? It is crazy. So yeah. it's like. And, and that's a prophetic, but God planned it that way because mm-hmm. we're supposed to become one again. Yeah. And um, it's, it's these things that we need to start discussing because if we don't talk about this with our families, um, with our children, then we're being complicit to the demonic agenda right now. Um, that desires for us to be silent so that Satan can uh, disciple our children into who they are. Well, and that's, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head that if you are silent, someone else isn't. So if you choose to be silent about it, be like, ah, it's awkward. And it's um, someone else is talking to your kids about it. Um whether you like it or not. So be the actual voice of truth in their life talking about it versus, you know, just brushing it under the rug or if we don't talk about it, it's not there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, that's why the enemy attacks it, you know, is to, to pervert our 
identity because the whole this whole thing is about belonging to a family right help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today and that's scary and it's uncomfortable because that means that what you have to be vulnerable <laughs> and um you know for me this is like uh Prophetically speaking, I'm writing a book on this right now. Um, it's all about returning to the garden, returning to Eden, mm -hmm. and um, returning to fellowship, not only with God, but with others um, in an unbroken uh, intimacy. So I'm not talking about like sexual intimacy with that, unless it's your spouse, okay? But where we're able literally to be ourselves let, be, people in. let people in um you know be because now we're wearing the blood of jesus right and so one of the things um i was asking god about in in genesis specifically is why was it that after they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil all of a sudden their eyes were open um and they knew that they were naked and they experienced shame well, a lot of times shame is um, the result of guilt and embarrassment at your flaws. Mm -hmm. You don't want anybody to see your flaws. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know that they were naked before. But all of a sudden, when they knew the difference between good and evil, they felt guilt because they knew that they had gone against God. And then they experienced shame when they're like, oh, wow, there's we're naked. <laughs> we be naked. We've been naked. Yeah. We're naked, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, that is where that shame come came in. And that's why Jesus had to hang naked and conquer the shame and humiliation of the cross for us so that we could be clothed in his righteousness. That's our inheritance. You know, and I know that I know that everybody like when they and actually, Jeff, this was something that God used um, to heal me from um, my sexual abuse. So uh, my my mom actually walked in on the sexual abuse, literally like and my pants were down. Jeez. And um, I will never for, forget it. I mean, and I was four. And my mom had trauma. She had been sexually abused. And there's this thing that happens when you're traumatized where you disassociate. It's actually a protection mechanism for um, when you're experiencing something that is like so painful, you can't process it. Okay. And so like, what do you mean by disassociate? Like disassociate. It's literally where you, I don't know any other way to say it, but you check out. Okay. So like you go on autopilot. And you have no emotions, you, and it almost feels like you're watching your, like you're somewhere else, but you're not in your body. So like in the, so like to give an example, like your mom walking in on what was happening to you, having not an appropriate emotional response that you feel like someone would normally have if they weren't in this if they weren't disassociating is that what you're talking about yeah so okay. it's actually it's a psych it's a psychological thing and it happens to a lot of people who have had complex ptsd okay um or trauma post-traumatic stress disorder um and i think that it's the beginning of um 
personality disorders, multiple personalities. Um, and to me, cause it used to happen to me, um, you know, in my later years when I would be sexually assaulted, um, or I would be put in a situation where, um, I knew I was about to get like, there were so many times where I almost died or where I was almost murdered or just crazy stuff happening. Um, and it literally feels like your soul separates from your body, Hmm. um, for a minute. Um, and it's just this total shocking, like you go, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost like you exit yourself. Wow. Um, and when that happens so many times, your soul gets fractured. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we only Jesus can heal a broken soul or broken heart. That word, you know, he came to heal the brokenhearted and bind their wounds is actually the, the Hebrew is it's talking about the soul. So it's your mind, your will, and your emotions become fractured. And, and that's your personality, right? Um, so I I had the same thing happen to me. So I can understand what my mom's response was. Um, I didn't understand it when I was a kid because I would see it happen to her a lot. And then when she would come back, it, it would take a few days for her to like come back to herself. And then she it's would- kind of in a funk. Yeah, literally. And then she would lay in bed and cry with the lights out for days. And she would wow. struggle with suicidal thoughts. And all mm. she would want to do was sleep um, because it was like, and she wouldn't even know like why it was like that um, because the traumatic event or the trigger that sent her into disassociation wow. was, you know, like a week gone by and then all of a sudden you know and she'd been fine and then all of a sudden it just hits her like a ton of bricks when her mind her will and her emotions are functioning again and the, and the same thing used to happen to me um so uh when she walked in on that she disassociated and i didn't realize that she did that and it it hurt me, but she said, put your pants on and come in the living room. And she turned around and shut the door. And so to my little heart, you know, shame ought to, like swept sure. over me. Yeah. And I didn't even know why I was ashamed because I didn't know what was happening or anything. And it felt like my mom turned her back on me because mm. she was ashamed of what she saw. And shame speaks to your identity. You know, it speaks to who you are. Like, that's what the enemy does. It's the difference between conviction and condemnation. Like, conviction yeah. is God's nature in us saying, hey, this isn't who you really are. And um, the conviction is the discipline <laughs> from a father that keeps us away from those behaviors that don't line up with who he is. Um, condemnation, on the other hand, is always calls names it um it belittles a person it um condemns them and it and it puts shame on them for their behavior um rather yeah. than speaking to who they truly are in their heart of hearts yeah so um when i was going through the process of getting healed from 
um, that molestation and, you know, the, the betrayal that I felt from my mom. That stuck with you, obviously. It did. And it was yeah. very hard for me to have a relationship with my mom. Um, even after, you know, I got saved, um, I would, if she and I got into a fight or something happened, um, it would take everything in me to not explode. And, um, there's a couple of times I went to jail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not like, seriously, uh, she like, we both went to jail one time. I was so mad at her. It was before I got saved, but, um, she threw a salt and pepper shaker at me and my dad came down the hallway and I'll oh, bless her heart. Lord Jesus. My dad came down the hallway, listening to the commotion and it dinged my dad, like right in the, between the eyes, man. And she admitted that to the cops after she called the cops on me. And so they arrested both of us for domestic violence. And she's in the cell, the holding cell, singing worship music and like having conversations with the guards. And I'm in my cell, like manifesting demons, screaming at her, telling her to shut up, like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. You know, um, but the Lord healed all that. I mean, I, yeah. I realized that there was this unforgiveness um, in my heart and there was still like this, this wound that needed to be dealt with and I didn't want it anymore. And the Lord um, took me to Golgotha. Like he took me to, into this vision. I was um, the place where Jesus was crucified for yeah. all those who are like Golgotha. Yeah. Just in case you don't know what that is. Yeah. And um, so in this encounter, I, I literally, I heard Jesus say, he said, um, you say that I'm the love of your life, but you're the love of mine. And I proved it. Hmm. Wow. And when he said that, I went into this vision and I saw his beautiful eyes and I could just see his eyes. And then, um, all of a sudden the view opened up and I saw him on the cross. Wow. I have since this encounter, um, I really hate that song. I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. I hate that song. Um, I, I hate it because I think that there's so many of us that don't want to go there. Um, yeah. because we don't want to be disturbed by what we see. But when you see that, you see the overwhelming, magnificent love hmm. that he has for us. And you, you see exactly what he paid for. Because each one of his wounds were significant. Um, you know, he wore the crown of thorns on his head because our mankind's mind had been overcome by the curse. And that crown of thorns was exchanged for his crown of victory, for the overcomer's crown. Hmm. And his beard was ripped off and he was made unrecognizable as a man so that we could be recognized by our father again. And mm -hmm. so that our identity could be healed. 
he was pierced in the hands and in the feet to cleanse and purify and redeem the work of our hands. And so that they would build up instead of tear down and our, to bless our feet, to walk in the narrow way of the Lord, rather than to lead us into all kinds of evil. Um, he had 39 lashes and they've literally proven that there are 39 classifications of diseases and disorders of the human body. Wow. So literally he, in it, his, by his wounds, we are healed in his wounds. We are healed. And, um, he was pierced in the side and blood and water came out because just like Adam, Eve, his, the first woman came from the rib of Adam, the bride of Christ was born through the rib of Christ. Um, and we became washed by the water and the word and the blood. And Paul talks about that later in, when he's talking about godly marriage. Um, but the thing that really rocked me in this encounter was to see Jesus naked. Because mm. he's like naked. Completely naked. Yeah. And it was obviously uncomfortable. Um because I had only ever seen like him with the this loincloth. Yeah, a loincloth. Yeah. He wasn't wearing a loincloth. And then when I went back and I started to research, um research that because I'm like, that's weird to me, you know. Jewish men, Jesus wouldn't have wore underwear. He would have wore a robe. And it was actually considered um, dishonorable for a Jewish man to even run because that meant that he would have to hold up his robe skirts and run the risk of exposing himself. And when you see verses like to gird up your loins, um, it's actually talking about they would take their um, the skirt of their robe and they would wrap it up. They pull it up between the back of their legs and they would tie it in a knot around their waist so that when they went to battle, they were able to run and, you know, their stuff was secure. Yeah. You wouldn't want mishaps there when you're in a war. No. Sharp stuff. No way. <laughs> and um, then, you know, you, I'm doing some more research and I found out that Jesus's robe was a very expensive robe. And it was, it was seamless made, one, right? Seamless. Yeah. One piece of cloth, the whole thing. And so it was a very expensive robe. And that was why the Roman soldiers stripped him of it and then gambled over it. And so his clothes were literally torn off of him. And then all of a sudden that verse and, um, what is it? Um, Hebrews 12 or Ephesians 12, where it says um, that uh, for the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the cross. He conquered its shame and humiliation. Right. And I'm like, Jesus, you were naked and exposed mm -hmm. to cover my nakedness. 
And to heal me from that moment in my childhood where my heart was broken, being caught naked, even though I was innocent. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like this is a word for somebody like maybe you went through, um, some abuse when you were a child and the Lord wants you to know you are the love of his life and love covers. It doesn't expose. And you were created from the very beginning of time, from God's heart, his intended purpose was for you to experience pleasure and intimacy um, with him and in a safe family environment. And I just feel like God is releasing a um, a cleansing rain right now, Jesus, that washed away our sin, not just our sin, but the, the sin that was done to us. And so I just bless you with that, God. We just break off any shame from past sexual abuse or even shame from sexual sin that you might have engaged in before you knew better or to try to find relief from pain that your your soul was in. You know, we repent, we come out of agreement and we change the way that we think about these things and we turn back to God and we ask him to heal us. Mm-hmm. And, and these, I mean, you know, and then for the generation, you know, that I grew up in, it was these kind of conversations you weren't allowed to have. Right. You know, and so that compounds shame. It compounds confusion. And I just, so I just keep going back to this thing is like, we've got to start having conversations about this. We, we have to. The world is not getting any better, um, and it's not going to until the governing body of Christ, the ecclesia, rises up with a moral revolution. All the wounds of our nation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Krista, we touched on this briefly um, a little bit ago. Um, but I really feel like we should we should hit on this because we're talking about identity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, proper identity. Um, and you mentioned the LGB- LGBTQ community. Um, and it, before we get into it, I want to say if there's any member of that community watching this, you're 100% welcome. And Krista and I will be some of the first to defend you if you are being treated unfairly by people. Um, So I just want to say that right out of the gate. Uh, But it is important that we align ourselves with, because I'm not going to mince words, and Chris is not going to mince words, uh, because there's just not, there's no point. There is a difference between worldly identity, what the world determines as identity, and what God determines is proper identity. And so, Krista, what would you say to somebody who's in the LGBTQ community in regards to identity? 
What I would say is, um, well, first and foremost, um, we actually, one of my spiritual daughters, Steph, um, she came out of that yeah. community. Um, and I'm so proud of her uh, for it. Um, but it all, if it, it goes back to fathers in part identity. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And we have to know who Father God says we are because if we don't know who God the Father says we are and we don't under and we don't know that we're not an accident, that our our gender, our sex has already been predetermined by God and it is the best way for us to live is how he prescribes it. Mm -hmm. Not who the world tries to tell us that we are, but who he has always said that we are. Then, then we're going to look for other voices to try to find out who we are and what is wrong with us. Right. And and I mean, I would have been one of the people in that community. Sure. Um, I don't have time to get into all of that, but if you're on here and you're watching and this message is, you know, that there is more healing that needs to take place in your heart and your mind um, regarding this topic and, um, and covenant, this is how we're going to cast Jezebel out of her tower guys. <laughs> like, this is how we're going to overthrow Jezebel is when we start addressing this this issue because Jezebel her name means uncovenanted which means she can't stay committed to anybody she's the queen of broken broken promises broken covenant okay and she wants the benefits of um covenant without the sacrifice of it it's mm. totally self-centered yep. self-serving and lust is not love right lust is not love it's it's different um i'm madly in love with jesus he is the most beautiful man i've ever seen i don't lust after jesus <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's different right um but we because there's this strong connection between this our identity and sexuality we think that what we're attracted to is who we are and that's not true we are who god our father says we are and so i would say first and foremost if you are in that community i love you god the father loves you and he has predetermined who you were meant to be mm -hmm. and if you were born as a male then you were created to be a father. You were created to be the head of a household. You were created to speak identity into spiritual children, into natural children. You were created to be a cultivator of the earth. You were created to be a king and a priest. And, and manhood looks like being creative and building things. It looks like playing instruments and singing songs of devotion to Yahweh, just like King David did. It looks like having a beautiful imagination that um, you make movies and, and be theatrical with. Okay. Like that is a part of father God's nature. 
okay? And if you are, you were born a female, you were born a woman, okay? You were created to be a mother. You were created to take the seed, not just of a man, but seeds of the spirit and give birth to new things in this world. You were called to be the catalyst for uh, prophetic callings and destinies in spiritual and natural sons and daughters. You are called to be a dreamer. You are called to be a warring woman who takes up arms and battles for her family. It's actually the, the word that God used for woman, for helper. It actually is a military term. It's a military term that God used for himself. Um, whenever we, it, to help, whenever God came as their help, it was a military term used it, that God used all the time to tell the Israelites that he was coming to be a military ally. You are your man's military ally. You are your household's military ally. Okay. Um, by your prayer and your intercession. And you're a comforter and a teacher. You're a dancer. You're an artist. You're an artisan. And, and you look like Holy Spirit. And you speak for Holy Spirit in the earth. And so that's who you were created to be. I was just telling the Lord today, I'm so thankful that God healed my sexual identity um, because I despised my femininity, Jeff. I, I despised it because I was so, I was so, I, I thought that being a woman was the weaker gender. Yeah. And that was a curse almost. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there was a lot to that, but, um, when God healed all of that, I, there's, I am so, dude, I wouldn't want to be a guy. And it's not because I think that there it's lesser than it's that I actually can honestly say, and this is like a miracle because of all, I mean, guys, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and depression and suicidal tendencies. I hated myself. I didn't even know who I was and what I did know I hated and I can look in the mirror and I can stand before God and man and I can say, I love who I am and mm -hmm. not in a ungodly prideful way, but in a way of like, wow, I'm so glad that God made me who I am. I, they, I wouldn't want to be anybody else because I know that my role in the world is special and unique and holy and set apart. And that that is the truth. That is the reality for every single one of us. Yeah. We just don't know it. Yeah. Well, and just like you were talking about earlier, how trauma kind of set you on this course of wrong identity. The LGBTQ community is not exempt from that. If anything, a lot of people in that community have found themselves and I've talked to people. So I know this, um, that they found themselves in that community because of trauma, childhood trauma, uh, that led to a wrong identity about themselves. Um, so it's really an antichrist spirit, an antichrist spirit. We use that term and we don't know what it means. Okay. Um, the antichrist 
is a, it's Lucifer, it's an angel of light. And he hates, he hates the image of God in the earth. So anywhere we hate ourselves, we have an agreement with an antichrist spirit. Yeah. That, that is his job is to get humanity to hate the image of Christ in themselves and in each other, because then we will devalue life and he thinks he'll win, but he won't, he won't ever. Um, he's already, he's already a loser. Um, totally. he's already a loser. Straight loser. Yeah. Little, little Lucy as Robbie Dawkins yeah. likes to call him the maggot with the, with the megaphone is what yeah. I call him. Yeah. And, and it's this, it's the heel of the, the woman that, or the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And that is, that is the hour that we're in is that, you know, and I think that mothers, um, we can speak into, I think that we're liaisons between the father and our children. And right now, um, you know, we're seeing, and I've been saying this for years because the Lord has, has been speaking it to me for years, but a spirit of um, fear and intimidation has muzzled um, the bride. Hmm. And we're getting set free from that. But it's so important that women right now are rising up to speak the truth about what a real woman is, what, what constitutes a woman. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not, I mean, for me, it's not in self-defense for me. It's like, I want to grab my sons and say, don't you know, the greatest gift that you're ever going to have is going to be a son or a daughter. Like, don't you know that there is no love on this world that is not even with you and your spouse, even if you get married, there's no kind of love. You don't know love until you hold that baby in your arms for the first time. And it is a perfect combination of you and your spouse. You, you just don't know. Mm. And you don't know until you know, because you've experienced it. That was my story. I'm like, how in the world do I have so much love for this little person that I'm going to be wiping its butt for the next, I don't even know how many years, yeah. but I'll do it and I'll do it with joy. And I couldn't even pick up a dog turd without gagging <laughs> because yeah. of love. Yeah. You know, um, it, that's, you don't know love until you know what family is. And, and so God is resurrecting that, but women, we, we have to do that and be this voice on this side of, we don't, it's not about pointing and wagging fingers and saying you're wrong or, you know, you're sick or whatever. It's about calling people into who they truly are and saying, and, and earnestly having a heart for them to discover who God says they are. Because the consequences of them not knowing that are going to be devastating for the destiny that God had planned and dreamed in his heart for that individual from the beginning of time. And I would also, um, you know, for anybody that may be struggling with any area of your sexuality or you want to go deeper into um, understanding inner healing and deliverance, understanding how to get get healing from soul wounds and from trauma and uh, going deeper into hearing the voice of God and, and having a community 
where we can be free to be naked, <laughs> clothed in God's righteousness um, together in a community where we're going to encourage you and prophesy over you, speak identity over you, believe the best about you, um, then I would really strongly encourage you to join uh, the Elisha's Mantle Mentoring. And you can do that on my website. And um, I say that because I know the culture that I've created there. And it's not everybody that I would send to just any church or any other program or ministry that I didn't know was going to really guard hearts and create a safe place, um, free from error. You know what I mean? Um, and so I, that's what I would say. And, and it's because I just know the people that are in our tribe and, and I know the culture that we've set and we have people from that community that have come out of that community and they found their home with us. Mm -hmm. And so you're not going to be alone yeah. um, while you're walking that process out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people can find that on KristaElisha.com, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Krista, I would love for you to just pray, pray for people um, as you as you feel led. Um, I think there's some people that God really wants to touch right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll let you go for it. Yeah, guys, I know that this is like a heavy topic and it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the, I feel that the more that we have conversations that are that are healthy, that are biblical, um, that are leading people into truth, the more comfortable this is going to become. It's and it's going to begin to, one, um, really bless not just your inner world, right? Because who wants to live with shame and condemnation? But it's going to bless your marriage. Um, your children are going to look at you uh, seeking answers, right? And um, they're going to know the truth because the truth has been demonstrated for them because you said yes to having difficult conversations with the Lord about some things in your private life that might not look like he had always intended them to look like, especially, especially in regards to sexuality and, mm -hmm. and family. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so, Lord, I just, I thank you for all of these brave believers, God. Mm -hmm. I thank you for these, these warriors, these overcomers, these conquerors who um, are desperately looking for a way to impact culture for your kingdom. And one of, one of the, the areas that the culture desperately needs um, for you and your your predetermined order for reproduction and marriage is in this conversation yeah. and this topic area right now. 
And so, Lord, I just pray. Whoa. I pray right now for deliverance from trauma Mm. where there has been abuse. And for, for those listening, I just feel that the Lord says that he releases you from, from shame for any way that you have engaged in sexuality um, that you know in your heart was outside of God's predetermined order at creation. You're released from the shame of that. And that does not it is not allowed to speak into who you are from this day forward. Wow. And then I feel too that my, my heart is, is um, for uh, people who have suffered, endured sexual abuse, you know, that, that was never God's heart for you. Um, you know, it is the, the, the repercussions of living in a fallen world. Um, but you need to know that Jesus hung naked and ashamed for you. I just feel that um, God is inviting you to release the people that might have inflicted that on you and just to forgive them. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. And as we choose to forgive, um, our souls are released from an ungodly soul tie that binds us to pain and to torment for what has been done to us um, by our abuser. Okay. And so I just uh, invite you guys to just release them and just, you know, just say, God, I forgive them. I choose to forgive them. Um, And I renounce unforgiveness. And I call this issue finished from this day forward. Father, um, help my soul to line up with that confession in mm-hmm. Jesus name. And I feel that God is, um, he's severing, uh, not just ungodly soul ties with past, um, sexual partners, but that he is also, um, severing, <sighs> traumatic images or, or, um, images that were associated with, uh, sexual trauma and abuse. Oh goodness. And even from pornography, mm-hmm. um, pornography is, is, is sexual abuse. And, and we haven't had that discussion, but it is, it, it mm-hmm. victimizes, um, the people that are in that industry that are making that content, um, by fueling, uh, the need for them to make more, um, and it's degrading to them. Um, and oftentimes we're exposed to pornography through, through another trauma because we weren't protected by our parents or, you know, because somebody else showed us things that we weren't supposed to see. And it like burns this traumatic image on, on our, you know, our conscience and it sears our conscience. And so I just, feel the Lord saying, I'm severing that too, those, those traumatic memories and all of, um, your senses that, that trigger you, um, back into, uh, victimization or into cycles of ungodly lust patterns. Wow. Mm. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And I also just feel like, um, I just feel the father's heart right now. Just like, you know, gathering you into his arms, comforting you. Like you are wrapped in, you're wrapped in his arms. You're clothed in his arms. You're hidden in Christ in heavenly places. Um, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that we are covered by your love. We're covered by your love, Papa. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and I feel, I feel to the Lord, um, the Lord just said that there are women you've had PCOS. Um, I think that's what it is, but it's uh, hormonal issues. And um, some of you, um, even I even feel like God's healing infertility. Um, like I feel like fire in my, in my abdomen and, uh, the Lord is, he's, he's resetting your, um, the neurons of your gut. We have neurons in our head and our heart and in our gut that hold the record of trauma and God is removing, he's erasing the record of trauma that you've been holding in, in your, um, your sexual organs. Thank you, Lord. And even digestive issues. And I don't know who this is for, but there is a man on here and you don't have to comment if you don't want to. But you were sexually abused when you were six years old by another man. Mm. And this was a family member. And who this has started a cycle in your life of um challenging your masculine identity it has caused shame and guilt it has caused cycles of uh of substance abuse and addiction and even in a relationship with Christ there are still questions that you're seeking answers to. And, and I feel like the Lord is saying right now, he's speaking into your masculinity and he's saying, you are my son mm. in whom I am well pleased. Son, I have called you to be a man who leads men. And the enemy tried to attack you in that way. I feel the Lord says that it was an uncle, specifically that it was an uncle. Mm -hmm. um, He's called you to disciple men into purity and holiness. And the enemy knew that word spoken over your life at your conception. And so he sent this attack to try to destroy you. But the Lord says that he's breaking that off of your life right now, that every day moving forward is going to be different. 
He's removing the traumatic images and and uh, emotions and triggers that were associated with that abuse. It's literally like it's not going to be there anymore. It's not going to be there anymore. There's a there's a, a hatred that you've had for for certain people groups and the Lord is, is removing that too. And you're even crying right now as you're listening to this. And he says, I am healing. I'm healing your soul from that toxicity that you have carried for so long, son. Hmm. And, um, there's even been this uncomfortability between you and getting to know father God because of this abuse. And he wants you to know that he does not want to use you for anything. He wants to just do life with you. He just wants to be with you. Even if you never do anything for him, because it's not, you're not a human doing, you're a human being. And so, um, yeah, so Lord, I thank you so much right now just for that healing. We say yes to this. And, and guys, I look, I, the Holy Spirit partners with us to, to authenticate who Christ is. And so um, for some of you, if you have widespread pain or you have nerve pain or you have issues with your reproductive health, the Lord says specifically something's happening with a person's neck right now, their shoulders. Um, thank you, Father. Your back. Um, your, your knuckles, like your fingers, um, you have pain in your hands a lot, like radiating pain. Mm -hmm. The Lord's healing all of those things right now to, to testify that Jesus Christ is Lord, um, that he is the son of God, born of a virgin, um, died on a cross to pay for our sins and was resurrected on the third day so that you might have new life when you simply trust and you have faith that he is who he says he is. And um, so guys, I just want you to check your bodies and to, to begin to see, try out where you were hurting, where you had pain um, because the Lord is healing you right now. And then put some fire emojis in the comments uh, when you realize um, that there's something different happening in your body and testify because um when people read your, te your testimony, um, it's a prophecy into the lives that the, of those who read it for God to do it again with the same power and authority. So, yeah. So thank you, Father, in Jesus name. Mm. Yeah. People are experiencing presence. Come on, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. I just speak a blessing over the men. Um, whether you are a father or whether you are yet to be a father like myself, um, I just speak a blessing over you to walk in that strength in a society that where the enemy is trying to condemn that strength um, and to squelch that desire for us to fight for and protect people. Um, I just speak a blessing over you to walk in courage. Um, as a, a representation of God, the father on this earth, um, in, within, especially within your families. Um, I just speak a blessing over you as men 
to walk in that strength, to walk in that courage in Jesus name. Mm. Jeff, when you were speaking, the Lord said that you were just operating in the father's anointing Mm. (laughs) and that, um, you know, that is a very powerful, um, gift that he's given specifically to men to speak a blessing over children, to speak Mm -hmm. identity over children. There's a whole thing related to the Hebrew culture and the blessing of a father. In fact, on Shabbat or their Sabbath day of rest, the father goes around the table at the meal and he places his hand on the head of each one of his children and he tells them who they are. He positively affirms them in their identity. He tells them what they're good at, what Yahweh created them to do. And um, if there's anything in their life that doesn't line up with um, their highest call, instead of calling out shame and condemnation and coming into agreement with the lie, the, the father will actually speak the opposite over them. So that their child comes out of agreement with a lie that they're living. Mm. And so what you just did was literally the Hebrew blessing of a father. And although you might not have any BBs yet, um, you are operating as a spiritual father to the nations, Jeff, Mm. Um, because that's what you just did on this broadcast. And, And it's because you carry the father's heart so well. It does, you don't need to sire a, a child to, to be a father or to be a mother. Um, you, you, you become a father or a mother when you are committed to the growth and the maturity and the well-being of a person who isn't at the same level of maturity as you are. Mm-hmm. And so lots of us can be mothers and fathers. Yeah. Well, cool. That's cool. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yeah. Emily's like, hey, Jeff, it's go time, bub. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a word. She gave me a word uh, a couple of days ago that was kind of in line with it's go time. Um, Well, Krista, how can people follow your ministry and what you're doing? You mentioned the mentorship program. So yeah, um, there's that. You can just um, go to chrisdelish.com. I have YouTube, Facebook channel, Instagram, TikTok. I don't post on TikTok a whole lot yet. Um, We'll get there. Um, It's crazy. I've been posting on Instagram for years, but a video of my son went viral um yeah. the you know so yeah henry i am always oh tired. that was hilarious yeah he actually got into a little scuffle with henry today at school that was really fun um that henry um enemies what are they <laughs> well you know can i can i just be real with you guys so apparently um Ari said a cuss word um because because they were playing basketball and henry rolled his ankle well caused airy to roll his ankle and 
So it was, it was the A word. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I have to take a lot of pride in my husband because my husband came after Ari told me what happened and he asked for forgiveness. And he said that he asked Henry for forgiveness. And then he asked Jesus for forgiveness. Um, David broke down and said, I have to repent to you, Ari, because you wouldn't even know that word if I didn't get road rage. <laughs> so there you go. Humility. Even so amongst the parents. Yeah. Even amongst parents. And yeah. my my husband, y'all know, he's a powerful man of God, you know? Yeah. And so that is being humble and taking responsibility mm -hmm. um, for our son in that way. I was like, Oh my gosh, you're so cute. Not cute. Really. You're so handsome. You're such a good you're so dad. Manly. You're so wow. manly. Look how, you're look such how you a father. Man. Look how you're, look how manly <laughs> you are. Look, at, look at how you do that. That's, that's so hot. Yeah. You know, like that is like, it reminds is... me of like in Spider-Man, no way home or no uh, homecoming. The first one, when he's like, got that voice, thing i don't know if you've seen that one but there's like this guy he's going to shake down and he's like this guy's like i know what a girl sounds like he's like i'm not a girl i'm a boy i mean i'm a man <laughs> just runs <me> with that <laughs> oh my gosh i love spider-man too yeah. but yeah so that was that was our day today but random just funny thing um but yeah you can find it all on chrisillish.com actually we uh have been experiencing lots of shadow banning and lots of trolling and so um yeah same yeah it's funny around this time of year it's like all of a sudden all the channels that usually never see you all of a sudden pop up and they see yeah. you and they troll your accounts kind yeah. of like it's i even planned. got i even got a copyright strike on a song that we have the license like we paid good money for the license for and i presented them with all of the information and they still were like no is a copyright strike i'm like it is not <laughs> so i appealed it again i was like in jesus name and then they cleared through but like even after providing all the documentation see these are all the things people you don't see behind the scenes but we deal with a lot of crazy stuff mm -hmm. um with just like being denied access to things just because mm -hmm. you know just because they don't like our content you know so just yeah. randomly deleting things. Yeah, um, I unfortunately haven't had that, but I've had that happen. A live stream um, has. So I've been trying to get my blue check mark. So I've been trying to get verified now Ooh. for years. And I have appealed and I have done it, I don't know, probably like 15 times now. And although I'm an author, although they have all of my information, my legal information, and they send like add revenue to my 501c3 that's verified by me they won't give me my blue check to verify me in jesus name no more delay no more delay no more delay <laughs> but um so guys i do really strongly suggest though if you follow any of my channels to go to my website and sign up for my email list i don't um i don't spam you um but we are working right now on the back side of the site to host a blog which will have all of my prophetic words every single one that i've ever released even the ones that elijah list haven't hasn't released and um also to hold all of my videos um 
So it's, it's, a hub. it's a hub. It's going to be a hub. Yeah. It's going to be a hub. <laughs> yes. So that way you don't miss anything. Fire's sent straight to your inbox. And if you, you know, are in need of daily encouragement, you will be able to find all of that on my website and oh. then don't have to worry about us getting shadow banned or actually the other thing I notice happening is my followers get, they will get shadow banned or they will be put in Facebook jail for sharing my content, um, which is ridiculous, but yeah. you know, it's just, it's proof that the enemy is a loser. He's a loser. Total loser. Total loser. Well, Krista, thank you so much. This is always so good and just full of spirit, Holy Spirit goodness and revelation. So thank you so much. It's always oh. so good. So great. No so problem. everybody go follow her. Go to a crystalisha.com. All that good stuff. All the deets are in there and also in the description. That's our show. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Christina Baker back. And we're going to be baking in the spirits because their last name's Baker. Get it? She also likes to bake though. So, so there's that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's going to be a great show. You guys, she's super great, super encouraging. Um, also, there's a donation link at the end, electrifier.com slash donate that makes sure that this stays five days a week and free. And we're also doing all that water well stuff, that water well, amazing stuff. Uh, we're going to be doing even more wells next year and just such cool stuff on the horizon. So thank you so much for your guys' generosity and, and helping us stay afloat. Uh, you're part of the reason that this stays afloat. So thank you so much for that. Um, have an amazing day, you guys. Tune in tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Christina Baker. And we'll see you guys then. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Today.